Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Real Life Ghost Stories. Stop laughing at me. Stop laughing at my podcast voice. Hello. <laughs> I'm Emma. And I'm Dan. Today, we're going to talk to you about... Freaky children. Freaky children. Oh, I don't know if that was actually what it was called. Yeah, it's, that yeah, is. Okay. Well, it's not what it's called, but thanks for ruining the beginning of the podcast again. Before we crack on and get into our stories today, we are still pushing it came from the video store the podcast with the mostest they do a podcast about films horror films cult classics in their latest episode they gave us a lovely little shout out which was very nice so what we would like you to do is listen to their promo and we're going to play it now if you like them go and listen to them (laughs) hello and welcome to it came from the video store I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt. And let us fondle your eardrums as we discuss the good, the bad, and the shitty of horror, comic book, sci-fi, and cult classic cinema. If any of those genres catch your fancy, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at It Came From The Video Store. You can find us. You can (laughs) No, no, it's not. You can find us and you can <laughs> listen to us, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like the 12th take for right now, and I'm going to laugh my ass off. And you can also su- su- support us on Patreon.com <laughs> at, at www.patreon.com slash it came from the video store. Is it a forward slash or a backslash? Does it matter? I think it does. I think we have a good promo going right now. <laughs> Check us out. Thanks. And hopefully that I will have edited this adequately that you'll have actually heard their promo just then and not just nothing, (laughs) just silence or the cat eating her dinner because she's eating very loudly beside me. Just to remind you, if you go and listen to It Came From The Video Store, their Patreon pledges this month and for the month of November, because it's now December, Jesus Christ, are all going to charity. So they are donating it all to get toys for little kids for Christmas who are disadvantaged and who ordinarily wouldn't get presents. So that's a pretty amazing yeah, thing Yeah, fantastic cause. So well done, guys. Yeah, so I donate already to make myself feel good about myself and to make up for all the horrible shit I do in my real life. So if you want to donate, it's a really good cause to donate to. So go and listen to them and donate to their Patreon. A review this week. Okay, so I guess I'm reviewing this. <laughs> I'll just, I'll do, the, I'll do the deets. So the review this week, the film is The Messengers. It came out in 2007. It has 
5.4% on IMDb and... I thought you were going to say 5.4 on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, that is really bad. <laughs> oh, you wait. Okay. And a massive 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> okay. So Dan arrived home yesterday with a Blu-ray of this film in tow. And he had sent me a message earlier laughing at the fact that Kirsten Stewart was in it and saying that we needed to watch it. And actually, it fits with the theme of this week. So... I didn't really watch it because, as always, I got bored within about five seconds and mostly because Kirsten Stewart was in it and I fucking hate her. Go. How was it? Did you enjoy it? I don't know if I did. I did because I enjoy every film for whatever reason. It's escapism, as I've said before. This one was a bit of an odd one, really, because it kind of had a... when, When everything was nice and there was kind of two stories going along at the same time. Not intentionally, but just like the way that the guy has directed it. There's kind of two Mm. stories going on. There's a story about this guy that's bought a a farm and he wants to make a success of his farm that grows sunflowers, which I didn't know was a thing, sunflower farms, but apparently it is in the States. And I guess that makes sense if we have sunflower oil, Um, which was all very sort of like... um, What's that word you say? Wholesome American dream kind of thing. Man moves away from the big dirty city of Chicago to go back to his hometown in Virginia, Carolina, Carolina, um, to start a sunflower farm as you do. Takes his family with him and it's a new fresh start. And uh, there's loads of bits that are accompanied by what can only be described as a PBS style family movies for men kind of uplifting music in the background. And then all of a sudden, there's all these other bits that are quite horror-y that involve Christian Stewart and this freaky kid who is just a bit of an idiot. I don't know if the kid was meant to be freaky. So is this little like toddler who doesn't speak and you learn throughout the film why he doesn't speak, but he he can see all the ghosts. And the tagline on the film was they tried to, or he tried to warn us talking about the little boy. No, he didn't. No, he didn't try and warn anybody. He just wandered around following these rank ghost creatures in a very sort of 90s cgi oh the cgi we'll we'll, we'll talk about the cgi in a minute but it was just he was he was a freaky kid but he wasn't i don't think it was a freaky it was the over expectations of the family this kid was like two and they were expecting him to have full-blown conversations explaining exactly what it was he could see yeah they kept going up to him and going tell us tell us what you can see talk to us kid can't speak he hasn't spoken in quite a while it's a whole plot line the fact that he doesn't speak. Yep. So I don't really expect him to start speaking And it's now. not like they've cast an older kid or like a younger looking kid for an older role and you're like, oh, maybe it's just bad casting. The, the kid is still sleeping in a cot yeah. in like a crib. He's yeah. not old enough to talk. Like, give the child a break. They've got a lot of expectations for the son. He wasn't the type of freaky kid that I wanted to drop kick down the stairs, though. No, no he, he wasn't. wasn't. It was a lot of pointing, and he was having a good time with some of the ghosts, wasn't he? Because when you, there was that, there's a scene where he's the dad goes upstairs and uh, finds him out of bed, and he's laughing, playing with the ghost. Well, you can't see the ghost. The dad can't see the ghost, but he can. Yeah, but the little kid can. But yeah, he's definitely not a drop kick down the stairs type of kid. And you know the grudge kid, Toshio, the yes, little boy in Toshio the grudge. Is, yeah. <gasps> like that absolutely slayed me. You know the bit where he wails like a cat? Yeah. Oh. No, that kid would be absolutely... I'd set him on fire, to be honest. That'd be it. Set him on fire. But this kid in The Messengers, don't know, he just wasn't freaky. It was just a really weird casting, really strange film. Kirsten Stewart is awful. Well, she's not. She's just doing Kirsten Stewart thing. Pre-Twilight, though, as we worked out. It's a year before Twilight, yeah. Um, How she ever got cast in Twilight, either, I just will never know. It's probably because she's vapid. She's just a nothingy person. I feel like she got the cast in and the messengers because it was potentially fit their budget i don't feel like it had a massive Mm. budget based off of the cgi which we need to talk about briefly 
What would you like to say about the CGI? I'd like to say, if you can, if, if any of you ever saw Heart Attack with Tony Hart on your kids and you saw the animation that Morph did, this is a very English reference. I have no um, idea what you're talking okay. about. Bear in <laughs> mind, most of our listeners are American. All right, so Celebrity Deathmatch. Yes. Okay. <gasps> Good reference. Right. Celebrity Deathmatch. So like you, that clay animation. Yeah, that clay yes. animation. That is what it looks like. Now, bear in mind, this is not a 90s film. This is not an 80s film. This is in the 2007. This is some budget and animation CGI. Really bad to the point where what was I jump easy because Emma was like, I can't believe you jumped through that. I can't believe you jumped through that all the way through the film. But there was a point where it was potentially going to jump. It was quite freaky. It was building up the tension. And then I saw this thing crawling on the ceiling and I just burst out laughing because yeah, it was true. that bad. The only other thing you need to know is that there is a man that shows up randomly, agrees to work for free on the basis that if he has a good sunflower harvest, which I can't imagine gets Anyone you a lot of money, it, that will pay him. And he's just happy with that. He's just content. He lives in the barn. Never trust anybody who shows up to work for free and live in your barn. With a bimble. <laughs> He didn't. We didn't even see where he lived. Basically, the the dad goes, "Oh, yeah, you can. I can't afford to pay you now, but I will be able to when the harvest comes through, hopefully. But I'll feed you, and you can live in the workers' quarters." And uh, just gestured off screen. And at no point, <laughs> at no point, did we see any other building other than the barn or the house. So I'm just guessing. But if you do happen to see it, it's got all the sort of classic tropes. It's got the don't go down in the basement. Yeah. It's got the troubled teenager that's got real life issues and ghost issues at the same time. Yeah, I mean, how can you manage that as a teenager? And whoever the director was, oh, it's the guy, it's the grudge people the writers of the grudge it's their english language debut and this is nowhere near as good as the grudge obviously a little bit obsessed with alfred hitchcock but yes there's a lot of birds crows in it and the crows have a massive part in it but they never really explain what the hell is going on with the crows that's a really good point actually i forgot about the crows yeah the crows have a huge role to play in it and they're like sentient (laughs) hedge crows going around kicking the shit out of people there's a bit where they all like there's a there's all there's crows all the way through and they do weird shit like attacking various characters but there's this one point where probably about 10,000 crows just appear and do this massive murmur and then try to kill this worker, this transient worker that shows up. Yeah. It's never really explained what role the crows play in that film. That's true, because usually there's like a reason for animal interaction. So there's, you know, the flies in, is it Amityville Horror that Mm. has all the flies in it? There's lots of bird symbolism in demonology. But there's nothing that's explained about those No, there's birds. nothing. Everything nothing. else everything else is wrapped up in that film, but they've just got over overactive crows. Overactive this, crows. This actually, it wasn't Carolina. relevant to the film. It was actually during filming of it. They were like, shit, we can't get rid of these crows. <laughs> Budget wasn't tight enough to get rid of all the footage that they just lost CGI to the crows. The crows out. Just keep it. Keep it in. It works. Yeah, so what would you give it out of five? Oh, out of mm, one. From Daniel. But no, I did, I did still oh. enjoy it, but I can't give it any higher because people might go, oh, he gave it a two, you know? That might be quite good enough. No, it's not it's don't. really not good I wouldn't waste your time on it I mean it's fun I will draw it out it's a bit like it would probably be a good shit Halloween movie if you had all your friends yeah. around and you were drinking drink every time there was a crawl <laughs> oh, you'd, <laughs> you'd be, be so slaughtered <laughs> many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Our first story today. I believe that children have a greater sense of otherness than adults do. Because I think that children are far more accepting of life and they're more accepting of things that we as adults try to explain away. Yeah, absolutely. It's also that lack of rationality so i think as adults we tend to try and explain things away we're less risk less risk adverse no yes we're, yeah. we're not likely to be risk less likely to be risk takers and we always have a rational explanation kids don't have the understanding well most kids don't have the understanding of science and stuff like that to explain it away no they don't helps. and they just accept things blindly which is quite cool but it also means that children are really freaky so story number one are you ready When I was younger, my aunt used to collect me every Thursday from school and take me back to hers until my mum could collect me in the evening. She lived in a flat in the Liberties at the time. Oh, context, Liberties is an apartment blocks in Dublin. I couldn't think of the word. I thought you were going to say it's an abyss. I used to play in the stairwell with these twins that lived above her. But there were no kids in the entire building, so everyone assumed they were my imaginary friends. We eventually moved and changed schools and I completely forgot about my friends until my little sister and I were staying with my aunt for a few days. She was out playing in the stairwell when I went to get her for dinner. She was sitting in the same place I used to sit, looking up and talking to no one. I remember feeling really uneasy, but I couldn't figure out why. Later that night, I asked her who she was talking to outside, and she told me it was Tommy and Mary from upstairs. I felt completely sick when she told me because I'd forgotten about the twins I used to play with. To me, they'd always been so real, but everyone else said it was my imagination. I still don't understand how my sister saw the same kids years apart and if they were from my imagination, why did she see them? She wasn't even born at the time I used to play with them, so it wasn't like she'd heard me mention them. She drew loads of pictures of her and the two of them and they were just like the pictures I used to draw with the exact same children in them. It still freaks me out now when I think about it. My aunt moved a couple of years later and my sister stopped seeing the kids a short while before that but neither of us particularly liked being in that building. I still don't like to walk by it. I always get the creeps. I know there's a logical reason behind it, and I've never looked into the history of the building, but I always think there was something weird about it. Gah. Thoughts. Creepy. Why? I think it's that realisation factor, isn't it? I think it's it's, like, it's quite a creepy story anyway, when kids say... Because I don't know, imaginary friends are funny. Like, sometimes it's like... A, so... My brother doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Uh, my brother used to have an imaginary dog, and it was quite obviously something he made up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like because various different things changed about it, and it, well, there was no consistency to it. But you know, he used to have an imaginary <laughs> dog. That's what he used to do. So like that's very clearly made up. And I think there's lots of kids that have imaginary friends where you're just like, yeah, you're just making it up. There's also that really slightly creepy thing where it's just a little bit too detailed. And so the story of her on her own having that, where everybody just used to say, oh, you know just your imaginary friends playing upstairs in the uh, but then for the sister to have the same I know. thing were they both called Tommy and Mary it doesn't say that does it doesn't say it yeah. in it oh. but I'm assuming that it, like she's adamant it's a, obviously the same set of twins yeah see I can't I don't know why you'd like if it only happened in the apartment as well why as parents you'd just dismiss that as imaginary friends like that's weird isn't it like it's but very it's specific like, it's like we were saying if you were a parent okay so let's rein it in a little bit okay. if your kid had an imaginary friend in general yeah 
you're not going to want no. to assume because like you were saying earlier adults like to rationalize things yeah. we like to be able to say obviously it's just their imagination but what if it isn't what if kids can see things that we can't what if we as children could see things that other people couldn't that adults in our lives couldn't and we just didn't realize it wasn't that nobody else could see it or we didn't realize it was supernatural and you know what happens as well when we get older we kind of forget stuff like i know yeah. that sounds really simplistic but actually our memories of are less of when we were kids like when you were like 14 you can pretty much remember everything you did when you were six do you know what i mean like yeah. you, but by the time you get to my age which is like 105 you just forget everything like I, my memories of childhood are very vague unless something triggers it so mm-hmm. actually how do we know like i was i was racking my brains because i was thinking along the same lines obviously i didn't know that story but i was thinking along the same lines of this trying to think if i had any had and had had any experience like that but i couldn't think of anything where i was just like no mm, that's really weird it's weird isn't it, it may have been just because i didn't have any friends full stop <laughs> what a sad bastard <laughs> what a loser as a child <laughs> Do you want to hear the second story? Uh, Not really, but go for it. (laughs) The next two are shorter. Over the course of the weekend just gone, we met one of the lad's new girlfriends. Seems lovely, and we were all chatting away over dinner and talk turned to creepy houses or something of that sort. The girl told us about her sister's house. Her daughter had an imaginary friend growing up that she was quite insistent was real. She drew him in pictures and would often say, oh, Tom has it, if there was a toy missing but he seemed to be characterised by a red jumper. Fast forward to now, and there's a 10 plus year gap between her her daughter, the eldest, and her youngest son, who just recently asked his parents if he could get a cool red shirt like the boy upstairs. (sighs) (laughs) Also called Tom, which is the same as Tommy. Yeah, completely random. Random that they're both called tom and tommy maybe it's the same, it's the same boy just and he's around, murdered his friends. dead twin sister yeah oh i don't like that why because again it's that specific detail isn't it as well and there's such a gap between them mm-hmm. to have that specific red and it's a it's an odd question <laughs> <laughs> sorry the lights just flashed in our sitting room <laughs> dad's face just like went white <laughs> If I see a little kid at the bottom of the stairs, this will be the last podcast you ever hear from me. <laughs> Just I'll continue, you know. don't worry. Um, don't look. Well, you said at the bottom of the stairs, now I have to look. No, uh, yeah, so <laughs> what's I saying? Um, I don't know, because oh, yeah, it was so random. Now. It was so random though, wasn't it? Because they, the kid was just like, can I have... It wasn't. There's no like build up to it. He no. hasn't started drawing pictures. He just wants a cool red shirt like the kid upstairs. <gasps> oh, I'm really freaked out now because our lights just flashed. Ooh. I'd be like, yeah, sure, Burgundy. <laughs> you know what I'd be doing? Yep, that kid would be drop kicked out a window. See you later. Sorry. You're cute and all, but no, I'm not having this in my house. It's a little bit more disturbing, but like they're both equally as creepy. But that second one is so simple, I think. Yeah, like really simple. And the simple ones often are because then the rest is filled in by your imagination, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? But the, what one, I think like what we're seeing is a pattern between a generational gap yeah. of siblings seeing the same thing. Yeah. So what if it was genetic? I love that. Like if anybody could see Dan right now, he is so proud of himself. What's genetic? You've nowhere to go with this. I know you've nowhere to go with this. <laughs> no, what if it's a brain function that we don't understand and it's just a materialization of something that siblings would share? So it's like, so... That's a wait, really... wait, wait, hold on. So, you know, like twins? Yeah. They come out of the womb at the same time, similar time, but they're in the womb at the same time, right? Bursting forth like double alien, go on. So they have a, a strong mental bond, right? Yep. What if... 
there is a weaker mental bond between siblings from the same mother. Because they're all coming from the same place. So what if it's just like that twin thing? They're all wheelmates. They're all wheelmates. <laughs> hey! Wheelmate.com. Uh, that's where you look for <laughs> So what if it is just that part of that that we just can't explain? And it's not actually supernatural at all. It's a brain function. Story number three is actually really sad. Our house is about 100 years old. It's an old stone cottage on the side of a mountain. Gets blasted by cold winds in the winter months. We've done well with insulating it and we have the heating sorted so the house always feels warm when we want it to except for one part halfway up the stairs where it's freezing. We have two dogs both of them will plod up the stairs to halfway then the hairs stand up and they either bolt the rest of the way or back down. Funny thing is that it's not the original stairs. We moved it during the renovations. My wife reminded me that when we bought the place first the dogs wouldn't go upstairs at all and both spent a while growling at the base of the original stairs. Our eldest son is three and a half years. He spends a lot of time playing in his room. A few months ago, he started to mention the boy. We thought he was talking about one of the other kids from Crash, so we didn't take much notice. Then it started to get a bit weird. He would come out of his room asking for food or a drink, and when we would give him something, he would often ask for another serving for the boy. We would observe him sitting on the bed as if he was having a picnic. We thought he had an imaginary friend. We were rearranging the furniture in the room a few weeks ago and when we moved a chest of drawers away from the wall there was an A4 printout of a photo behind it. I picked it up and saw that it was a picture of my wife and I on our wedding day with my parents. We called in the child and asked him who was in the photo. We do this with every family photo as we don't see my lot very often. He pointed out, Mammy, Daddy, Grandad, and the boy. My mother is dead five years. My wife and I nearly shit ourselves. So I asked him again who this was, pointing to my dead mother. He gave the same answer. It's the boy. I asked him, was the boy nice? And he said yes. So at least that's not too bad. My mother died from cancer. At the time of the picture... She had lost all her hair and was wasting away so she looked like a boy. That's kind of sweet though. That is sweet. And I, I wanted to end with that yeah. story because it's actually, it's just nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Again. I it's, mean, it's terrifying. It is terrifying because it's that just that un... un it's, uh, it's terrifying. And but actually, it's, it was more terrifying. Yeah, before you realise. <laughs> so you, the whole thing of the boy, I mean, again, from a child's perspective, if you see, if you're a child and you see a woman with no hair your ideas of gender are not yeah, solid and concrete so you base your ideas of gender based on other people it's interesting seen. that he went for boy though because it would be a man wouldn't it you'd think it would be a man because it's still an adult or maybe he maybe he only had the word for boy maybe he didn't have the word for man yet because you know you say girls and boys when they're little yeah that's true and then it sort of develops from there the whole dogs thing freaked me out yeah that could be something completely different though couldn't it because my cat I don't know where she is. She's not here. She's probably watching things. <laughs> she does this weird thing where she watches really intently something on the ceiling in the same place in the sitting room. And I'm like, stop it. Stop looking at it. Whatever it is, stop making eye contact. And I don't know why she does it. And it's horrible. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into her yeah, probably, staring at probably. random shit. Probably. She is a funny character anyway. So Yeah, she is bizarre. But animals, it's the same thing though, isn't it? Because animals seem to be able to sense stuff differently to we do as mm-hmm. well. 
which is interesting because they're obviously not as they don't have the same uh, but they don't have the same intelligence that we do they have, they have a different set of, a higher set of senses i'd say because yeah. there's like there's lots of studies say studies there's lots of observations the facts that pre like pre-natural disasters animals will start to move well because they understand the natural world better yeah. than we ever will they sense things better than we ever will absolutely and they I, just have a different set of intelligences i think oh uh, we had uh, i used to have like the softest dog in the world as well but i always said he was a really good judge, judge of character because he'd never growl at anybody but when he did they were a dick yeah you'd have it you'd be like right why is he growling i'm having you, you. What, what does he what does he know about you but yeah the animals and animals and kids you never work with them on tv apparently but uh that's true and i wouldn't work with that kid from the messenger <laughs> jesus he was shit he didn't seem frightened of anything he was having a whale of a time wandering about yeah but if you don't know fear what what have you got to fear well that's it when you're born you only have a fear of two things it's loud noises and sudden drops that's it that's all you're born to fear everything else is learned over the years so obviously as a child you're not going to fear if there's somebody in your bedroom that's not going to be scary to you if no, i walked up to my even, bedroom now yeah. and there was somebody stood there i'll tell you what i'd be doing headbutting them headbutting them <laughs> that's it <laughs> they'd be getting a headbutt headbutt drop kick headbutt drop kick down the stairs get into bed see you later <laughs> i love it is but you would you would you automatically are terrified of it but then as a child it's just what it is isn't it it's not a loud noise you're yeah. not falling, so you're fine. Not yeah, that's it. But it's, I mean, that's actually terrifying in another way because if you're thinking of it in a completely natural world way, the lack of fear of someone being in their room that shouldn't be is quite, <laughs> it's quite a disturbing thing, anyway, isn't it? That's probably why parents are some parents are so hyper vigilant about their children mm. because you know when children start to walk and they just are ridiculous, yeah, and they just walk into things and do stupid stuff it's because they have no sense of fear because fear is a learned phenomenon it's it's I'm, a, I'm actually all four children walking into things because i feel that that actually teaches them fear because they hurt themselves <laughs> and then they go oh i'm not gonna do that and you're like serves you're right <laughs> you absolute idiot what are you two you should have learned by now i think the uh i like the story you I like it why yeah. i think it's comforting actually in a way again yeah once you know what it was, I, I would be terrified. Uh, terrified if a boy, if my kid just came down and asked, started asking for food for the boy, yeah. and uh, was playing with the boy. But actually, once you know, or once you have an idea, or once you make the conclusion about who it is, it's actually quite nice. Well, of the these are the three stories that I chose, yeah. but there were loads of stories, just gorgeous stories about children getting up and saying, "Oh, the woman was in my bedroom last night," and obviously the parents going, "Oh my god, who's in the bedroom?" And then, as it turned out, it was grandmother. Who who had died there was a, one story about a child who was bedwetting and suddenly they stopped and the mum was really proud and like oh well done you yeah, that's great and he was and the, the kid was like oh the woman carries me to the toilet every night and the mum was like oh who is it and he was like oh, i don't know who she is and then later he pointed her out in a photo and said oh that's the lady that carries me to the toilet and it was grandmother who had died i mean those things are lovely because it's that sense of oh we are looked after yeah. from another plane from somewhere else but then it's also go fuck yourself i don't i don't need to know this <laughs> because i don't want but if it's gonna if weird. it's gonna happen i'd rather it was that than some random little boy that died in a house fire just playing yeah. with my kid i do feel like we need to contact these people though and let them know that they've potentially got two things going on because i'm pretty sure the thing on the stairs is something completely different well the dog's growling there's no link to a staircase that has been renovated and moved to the nan there's literally no link to that like the 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 haunting for the little boy makes sense but the staircase does not that doesn't there's no link to that there's something else going on there you yeah. said that like you had a great understanding of the paranormal world well, I just, you don't no i don't but i just i feel give like give it a rest 
I feel like from all my investigations that I've yes, done, obviously, yes. done secondhand through Zach Bagans, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it just doesn't make sense. Stuff has to, like, there has to be, there there has to be a logical explanation for some things like that. If you're going to write off the boy upstairs as being your nan, that's fine, because that makes sense to me. Why is your nan freaking the dogs out on the stairs? Why is she on the stairs? Like, what was she doing? What's, what's her problem with the stairs? And why is it, she just, was it just because she was really angry with the original position of the stairs? Thought it wasn't Feng Shui, and then when they moved it, Maybe she just sort of eased up a little bit, and was like, okay, I'll let them get halfway up the stairs before they freak out. Yeah, little bitches. Yeah, or maybe she just doesn't like dogs. That would make sense, I guess. If she didn't like dogs. Yeah, we need to find out. Contact but then, these you know, dogs do weird things anyway. Like, my dog at home will often bark randomly at the garden. Do and I'm like, shut up, on. dude. You know stuff's going on, that's why. There's nothing in the garden, dude. Shut up. So, thoughts. Thoughts on creepy children. I don't think those kids are creepy. Their actions mm. are creepy. I think that's why I like these three stories. Because it's not like kids being demony and possessed it's just kids being kids and not realising that what they're doing or what they're saying is potentially creepy to the adults around them so there's an innocence to it which, and a naivety which is quite lovely but I also like to think of the idea of the boy taking all this extra food up to his room and just sitting there going why aren't you eating it I brought you this food like I, brought it. I brought all this for you do you know how hard I worked for this <laughs> I had to ask my mum for two lots of food. Come on. What well, the bit that does freak me out is when the little girl was like, Tom has it. If stuff went missing. Mm. Yeah, Tom has it. That freaks me out because there's an element of a physical ability to Tom. Unless it was the little girl's way of like getting out of trouble. Yeah, because I think actually that could actually be the case. Because if you think about kids will often blame when they're really young will often blame people that aren't anywhere near it maybe that might just maybe actually Tom Tom was real but Tom may not have been moving things Tom must have been very handy to have around the house in terms Absolutely. of blaming blaming things on yeah. oh yeah it was Tom I do want to know about the tower block though because if they're like if we're saying they're ghosts which I am saying even though I tried to disprove it with some genetic theory that I made up I want to know what went on in that tower block so we'll go uh, well, yeah we'll go to the liberties and knock on people's doors <laughs> do you know like, Tommy do you know Tommy and Mary <laughs> Yeah, we do. Right there. Um, oh, that's the thing, though. That's the difference between me and other people because I would be scared shitless, probably more so than that person in that story, but I'd be like, right, history of the building. Let's get the deeds. Has anybody lived here called Tommy and Mary? When did it burn down? Was there a murder? All that kind of thing because I'd want to know. Murder. I'd want to know everything about it. Yeah, that that's it for our three stories today, I think. But I enjoyed them. Yeah, it's a good, it's an interesting topic, I think. The stuff we can't explain, particularly like that. So I think kids don't, like, this is going to sound really odd, but I don't think kids get interested until they're like two. But then between the ages of two and five, they're sort of, we don't really know them. Like, you can't really explain the stuff that they go through when they're that age because they don't have that. They don't have the. Most kids don't have that cognitive, it's not, it's not even the right word, but there's, there's just not that. They don't have the verbal ability to be able to explain yeah. things to you. Neither do I, apparently. No, you don't either. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. They're they're just weird little creatures, aren't they? They're very strange. But I do I firmly believe that kids have a connection to the other world that we just forget as we get older, which is a little bit sad. Which but is probably why we find things when they do happen, when they do break through, so terrifying. If we still had that childlike wonder, we just accept it. I think. Yeah, if we had that same sense of childlike wonder, I wonder whether we would find the things that do when they do break through, when we do see things quite as terrifying. It's true. If you have a terrifying story about a child or otherwise please send it to us i've got some great stories this week oh they've been so good just people randomly messaging me on instagram being like i've got a story for you should we do like a, a reader's story yeah i episode? think we should we need to do a, a reader's a reader stories reader's story Re- oh <laughs> you know whatever what listener <laughs> stories <laughs> episode we're up to 17 reviews by the way <laughs> i know how exciting and i want to get that to 20 can you just if you're listening just go and review us on itunes if you're not on itunes 
if you don't have like I don't have an Apple phone so I can't do any of the iTunes stuff but if you're not on iTunes just just enjoy us and you know share it with your friends you can send us email reviews or send like us emails oh message. thank you to Owen as well for sending us a gorgeous email this week about how he's also petrified of E.T. thank you also can you contact us if by any chance you've seen the uh, E.T. B movie called Mac and Me because I need to show Emma this Dan's movie obsessed with this <laughs> and, I, and I just want to make sure it's not something I've completely made up if you've seen Mac and Me get in contact with Emma and tell her thank you yeah so if you want to contact us contact us on Instagram we are at Real Life Ghost Stories on Twitter we are at Real Ghost Pod on Snapchat at Real Ghost Pod and we have a Facebook group called Real Life Ghost Stories so come and talk to us please do leave us reviews do you know what we're going to do what we're going to do the funniest review we get yes we're going to send them some cool shit yeah good idea I like that so if you leave us a review the funniest review we get obviously five star but the funniest review we get we will send you something we'll send you a prize we'll send you a present yeah thank you for listening and we love you bye bye rory and kid here from the award-winning podcast this paranormal life every week we investigate a paranormal story and decide if it's real or a hoax like the time a guy claimed he punched bigfoot or when a ufo showed up at a football game in front of thousands of people Each episode has sound effects, music, and storytelling that feels so real, you'll never sleep again. You will. Stop it. You're going to scare away new listeners. Check out This Paranormal Life every Tuesday, wherever you listen to your podcasts.